United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects I was literally just gonna say, should I pee before, but it's fine. Now yeah, you gotta push through now. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Hey, what's up? My name is Noelle, and I am freshly touched up lips. Can you tell? Yeah, and I'm Chelsea, the thin, villainous <laughs> lips over here. <laughs> just like working on starting my villain origin story because I'm so fucking thin lipped. Well, here's the thing. I don't have to buy anyone a new PlayStation for Christmas anymore, so... Mama got herself some new lips. <laughs> I want lips so bad. Uh, well, I gave you the option for your birthday. I said, what do you want? Do you want money for lips or do you want money for tattoo? You said tattoo, so that's your own fault. I'm not I'm not upset with that choice. I think I would still make that choice again. Because what I really want is for Oliver to get me lips. Look at this. I look British. You do. I wasn't going to say it, but you said it first. So. I got, like, Tom Holland's little cracker lips (laughs) when you smile the top one disappears completely well if i yeah if i do that hey colonizer that's what your lips look like hey colonizer colonizer that's what your lips well you know christmas is around the corner no i don't think he would he hates lips um you never know you never know you you can't like you have to just like say it in ways that um don't allow for jokes to be made. So you would have to be like in a serious conversation, be like, it would really mean a lot to me and like my self-confidence if I got like lip injections and I wouldn't do a full, I would just want to do a half, you know, like something natural. Yeah, I know everyone does everyone. You know, this is um, my friend Cassie and I went and we split a vial. So we both got halves because for me, I do it every I try to do it every eight months, so I really only need to do a half, so it's half the price as well. Holla! But um, she was nervous. It was her first time doing it, and I was like, here's what I'm going to tell you. It doesn't hurt. They numb you really well. It pinches. It's whatever. And even the girl that I go to, they have lidocaine in the injection, so after that first guy, it starts to like even numb from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the only thing I will guarantee you about getting your lips done. You will want them bigger. You will want more. Mm-hmm. You will do that half and you will realize how like comfortable and cute they look. And then you'll be like, you'll like the way that they look swollen, which is how they would look with a full. And you'll be like, yep. And then sure as shit, 48 hours after we got them done, she was like, you're right. Want them bigger. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I want Alaska yeah. Thunderfuck lips, you know? Mm-hmm. This like, bah, bah. Yeah, same. Me too. But, uh, expensive and every time i am on the road to getting there like i have to like stop for a minute and then they deflate and i'm like yeah um like if i could just like chisel everything out dumb fucking potato face i'm sick of it i i got an estimate on a procedure and it does not make me happy (laughs) yeah oh man just to like um it would basically so like uh after you turn 25 obviously everything starts to fall apart 
And for me, I've noticed it like with the elast, like the elasticity around my like cheeks. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just to like get them like pulled yeah, up. Yeah, I would a little love. Bit. Yeah, I would love that. About one thousand four hundred. Oh, that's cheaper than I thought. Like, I need to get a, an eventual nose job to like fix the sinus damage that I have. But I think that's like three mm-hmm. grand minimum. Well, yeah, if you're doing like the lipo on the chin, yeah. It's not, it's not cheap. But anyway, if there are any sugar daddies out there who want to see me at my perfection, I think I'm at a perfect age right now, 30 years old, where uh, you can no longer say like, you're too young for plastic surgery. No, I'm not. And I still think that I'm young enough that like I have elastin still in my face a little bit. Like I can bounce back. If you invest in me now, it would be worth your money is all I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. That's the pitch I'm saying. It's not, I'm not 45. And trying to work backwards. I'm just saying like... Yeah, Oliver, I hope you're listening. Investment, you, know? you love investing in shit and saving money. Put your money into my face. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay. Let me get that fucking... Now that we got that out of the way. I am so fucking excited for tonight's episode. Yeah, so I made you stop telling me um, before we get into this... <laughs> So, what's your deal with Edgar Allan Poe? Okay. Do you remember Encyclopedia Britannica? <laughs> the CD-ROM that would come in, and then you'd put it in? <laughs> yeah, it was, I yeah. remember the Encyclopedia. No, it was like a specific program for Windows computers, but we didn't really have, like, internet. We didn't have, like, updated things on the computer. We had Solitaire as a game. So, my only exploration of the outer world was Encyclopedia Britannica. This and, makes so yeah. much fucking sense. So I used to like go through and just read articles upon articles upon articles in there of like certain cool things. Yeah. And I stumbled across Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. And I still fucking remember because of Encyclopedia Britannica, the opening sentence to The Raven, because it's once upon a midnight dreary while I pondered weak and weary over many... Uh, quaint and curious volumes of her forgotten lore while I nodded nearly napping. Suddenly there came a rapping as of someone gently rapping, rapping on my chamber door. Tis a visitor. I remember rapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Fucking Encyclopedia Britannica. I have a head injury and I pulled that out. Wow. I probably flubbed up some of the words, but I'm just saying, I became so obsessed with Edgar and Poe that my mom bought me these um, like p- dark plaid straight jeans, like slacks that they would have worn back in those times. And, like, suspenders, everything. Put my hair up in a clip and gave me, like, dark hairspray so I could dress up as Edgar Allan Poe at school. Is like, my personal hero. How many days of the week did you dress as Edgar Allan Poe? Well, I I have pictures of me in those pants because I wore them, like, every day. Um, But, yeah, I had my parents, like, I cut my hair short and everything because I wanted to have, like, short Edgar Allan Poe hair. (laughs) I was fucking obsessed with him, right? Like, I used to find strangers on the bus because my mom used to just put us on the bus for Lagoon in the summer. I'd, like, find people and be like, do you know about Edgar Allan Poe? And these fucking adults would have to put up with me. So I'm not by no means an Edgar Allan Poe expert. I just have so much fucking love for him. Uh, You sound like you might be, honestly. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I know. I don't know. Some of this might refresh me, like, where he went to school. It, like, well, Westminster or whatever. <laughs> here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. I might disappoint you a little bit because I 
I mean, granted, a big fat fucking chunk of this is his life, yeah. but I skimmed through, summarized, and skipped over like a lot of stuff in there because this is not to me. I do not want this to be an episode about Edgar Allan Poe. Maybe you can come back and do an episode about Edgar Allan Poe. To me, this is going to be about Edgar Allan Poe's death and the conspiracy surrounding it. I love that. So I anything with Edgar Allan Poe, dude. I'm not okay. going to complain as long as because just know I do not do his life story justice. But you bring anyway. me, yeah, you bring me fucking wine to my home. You think I'm going to complain? What kind it is? Hell no. Okay, just get me drunk. I just want to make sure that's the vibe we're yeah, all on. 100%. Not just not just you, but everyone listening. So here's a fun little fact for you. Do you know that the Baltimore Ravens mascot, its name is Poe? I genuinely did not fucking know that. Did you know that when originally unveiled, Poe was one of three costumed Raven mascots, all Raven brothers named Edgar, Allen, and Poe, respectively? I didn't know that, but now I'm like, I could have named Bear Poe. Puffin and Poe. That would have actually been cute. God, that's your name. We got to change his name. (laughs) Fake fan. You're a fake Fake fan. Fake fan. Yep. Fake Um, fan. And this is because the Baltimore Ravens were named after the poem, The Raven by Baltimore resident Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. There you go. The more you know, Rainbow, as it shoots across us. That's actually something that we would hear at trivia. Yeah. What are the names of the Baltimore Ravens? That could be if anyone's like getting a new job or meeting new people. That's like your fun fact for the day. Yeah. But this isn't a story about the NFL mascots or the Baltimore Ravens. In Poe fashion, we are going to talk about his life uh, a little, honestly. But most importantly, his death, as I said, and the conspiracies around it. So here is a quick little elevator pitch. And by elevator pitch, I mean not at all a pitch. This is just a summary of his entire life. Edgar Poe was born in Boston, Massachusetts on January 19, 1809. The second child of American actor David Poe Jr. and English-born actress Elizabeth Arnold Hopkins Poe. He had an elder brother, William, and a younger sister, Rosalie. After the birth of Edgar, the family ran low on money, and Poe's father, David, was an ill-tempered alcoholic for much of his life, And it's suggested this is why he abandoned his family in 1810 and disappeared from any historical record that I could find from this point. You wish you could just do that. Back in 1810, I think it was as easy as just like no longer telling anyone your name. (laughs) You just leave town. You just leave. You just go five minutes over. Uh, Yeah. That's it. Jealous. I know. You know, the people who like fake their deaths in 9-11, like, man. Then more than one person did it. did it. Like, blows my mind. Honestly, that would be a fun thing to look into. Let me write it down, actually. That would yeah. be a fun thing to look into. Who was it? Oh, my God. Someone's going to scream. Who Wasn't there a comedian who, like, made up an entire story that they were there on 9-11 but actually weren't? Wasn't it, like, Seth MacFarlane? Was it? I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, please look it up. Please absolutely look it up. Also, I know this was news to you when I told you about how Gerard Way witnessing 9-11 is the reason why he created My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. And um, Stephanie Meyer listening to My Chemical Romance is what inspired her to write Twilight. Did you know that? I didn't know the Stephanie Meyer Twilight thing. I thought that was a dream. 
but it was like a dream mm-hmm. because of My Chemical Romance. Yeah, she was just listening to a lot of My Chemical Romance, and as you know, My Chemical Romance is obsessed with vampires. That's sick. Um, also, I couldn't find it. I just saw Tanya Head, the lady who pretended mm-hmm. to be a survivor and wasn't. Well, uh, someone can yell. So, someone's yelling, and I hope they tell us. So anyway, Poe's mother, Elizabeth, died a year later from consumption, or what we would now call tuberculosis. Poe was then taken into the home of John Allen. So if you couldn't figure out now, that's where the Allen came from and Edgar Allan Poe. A successful merchant in Richmond, Virginia, who dealt in a variety of goods, including cloth, wheat, tombstones, tobacco, and people, unfortunately. The Allens served as a foster family, although they never formally adopted Edgar. And he traveled overseas with his adopted parents. I guess foster parents is the better word. Yeah. And stayed there for studies. Alan had no affection for Edgar. And in a later letter to Sergeant Samuel Graves, Poe stated that, quote, Mr. A or Mr. Allen is not very often sober. So I'm assuming it was like the lady he was closer to. Like, how do you just find a home? I was trying to look into how specifically he ended up with them. Uh-huh. Um, I couldn't find any definitive answers. Like, I'm not sure if it was a family friend situation or an acquaintance situation. Um, I do know that the other siblings ended up with like other family members. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just like a situation where all the other family members, like houses were too full at that point, taking on the other two kids. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it was like a friend of a friend and they were like yeah. a well off you know, like couple who didn't have any kids. So it seemed fitting, but yeah, I couldn't get a definitive answer. Yeah. People just picked children then and just had them. Yeah. I mean, like I'm pretty sure this was like in the time of orphanages. So you could literally just go and pick up a child. Yeah. Um, so Poe ended up moving back with the Allens to Richmond, Virginia in 1820. Keep in mind, this is another part where I skipped over a bunch. He was overseas. He went to school. He went to like a boys' school. He Whatever. Yeah, he went to a pretty prestigious place, I thought. but He definitely did. He went to multiple prestigious places. But yeah. yeah. I don't care. Um, (laughs) And he was back with the Allens in Richmond, Virginia in 1820. He had a love affair with Sarah Royster. Some say they were engaged. Some say she inspired the Raven and Annabelle Lee, but no one should care because she was 15 when all this happened and her dad broke them up right before Poe registered at the University of Virginia in February 1826 to study ancient and modern languages. I know that that age difference is creepy, but it also in like the eight, early 1800s, wasn't that like basically middle-aged? I mean, basically, but don't worry. His age problem is going to get worse as time goes on. And so this is mm. just a, uh, this is just like a light orangey red uh, flag. It, it's just foreshadowing how bad it's going to get. Mm. And that's why I don't think we should look over it and just say, twas the time. Sure, um, sure. <clears throat> The university was pretty new at this point, and in honor of its founder, Thomas Jefferson, it had strict rules against gambling, horses, guns, tobacco, and alcohol, but no one cared because Jefferson had enacted a system of student self-government, allowing students to choose their own studies, make their own arrangements for boarding, and reporting all, quote, wrongdoing themselves to faculty. 
Also, you are breathing into the mic and I'm going to kill you. Sorry. Is that better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry for breathing. You should be because it's I, loud. I, 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 well, I don't know what to do. I can't afford my nose job, Noel. God damn it. I said that already. Between you unwrapping things and spinning pens and eating the microphone, this has nothing to do with the nose job and everything to do with you being a goblin. <laughs> That's fair. Also, Puffin's been like licking my my foot this whole time, so there's going to be weird Ew. licking audio too. I know. They just like feet. They're fucking little goblins. I don't know what to do. I like move my foot. I can't get up and leave because we're recording. You need to handle your shit. Well, I'm reaching down and petting him now and then to like get, get his all your focus shit. elsewhere. Get all your shit. Yeah. Get it together. Yeah, Put it in a backpack. Okay. So anyway, during his time there, Poe lost touch with his child girlfriend, and he and Alan were at odds with each other over Poe's gambling debts that he kept having to clean up. And um, Edgar Allan Poe was doing like that classic like just sleazeball thing where he would like write his foster dad and be like, you didn't give me enough money. I don't have any food. I can't get (laughs) books. I don't have anything to wear. And then he would like be like, Oh my God. Oh, sorry. And then he would like send him shit. He would send him money. He would send him new clothes and it was never enough. And he didn't even like him. That's why I'm so confused at relationships at that point. People just decided that you're an obligation. Well, I think it was more like he felt responsible for him um, and like Poe just like took advantage of the fact that he knew that he had a little chunk of change, you know, so I think they were, I honestly, if you want my opinion, I think they were mutually awful to each other. Sure. That's fair. Maybe they had a secret. They were secretly in love with each other. They could never act on it because of the times. I don't think it's that. I just think it's. (laughs) Two men who are not well. <laughs> yeah, fair. Okay. A, a tale as old as time, honestly. Yep, right. Two men who are not well. Right. Um, so, anyway, as you could tell, not only was the school chaos, but, like, his fucking life was chaos, so it was no surprise when Poe dropped out. And, like a true sad boy, he refused to go back to Virginia after finding out his girlfriend, whom he'd ghosted, married another man, Alexander Shelton. He's like, I gave her nothing and she took all of it. How dare you? <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe I gave her nothing and abandoned her and yeah. then she left me. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> oh man. So he packed up and went to Boston in April of eighteen twenty seven, sustaining himself with odd jobs as a clerk and a newspaper writer until he could barely afford food in his mouth and much like most Americans at some point in their life enlisted in the United States Army <laughs> on May 27, 1827. Using the name Edgar A. Perry, also, he uses a bunch of different aliases for whatever fucking reason. I just That's choose weird. not to really talk about him. I don't know why he does. Also, so He was only 22? Claiming he was, he was 22, he was no, only 18? Yeah, he was 18. Why yeah. was the 15-year-old's dad... Because this happened like a few years earlier, so they're not that far off age-wise. He just didn't like Edgar Allan Poe. Well, like, imagine... Okay, I'm going to be on the dad's side here, okay? No, I thought when you... Edgar, the age difference, Edgar Allan Poe... Yeah, no, he facts. was only 18. He was only 18. She was 15. That's still illegal, Chelsea. But um, the thing is, is like, he couldn't even make it through school a year without gambling his money away. 
No, I you agree. You really want your daughter to marry him? She ended up better off. I she just ended surprised. up foreshadowing again. She will end off very well off, and like it's she. Her dad intervening is probably the best thing that's ever happened to her in her yeah. fucking life. I'll say that. We love our dads um, in, on this episode. Yeah. No, well, me always episodes and you always episodes. I don't know what I'm saying. This is a dad. <laughs> Your love for Edgar Allan Poe just tried to make you blind to uh, a good dad doing good dad things. That's what you need to come to terms with. I know. With. I've, I've got it down bad. So get right with yourself. Um, and so he enlisted under the fake name. And this will be important in a second. <clears throat> claiming he was 22, even though he was only 18. He first served at Fort Independence in Boston Harbor for a mere $5 a month. That same year, he released his first book of 40-page collections of poems titled... Do you want to read this since you know? Do you know Tamerlane and other poems? No. Apparently not. So, much like you... It received virtually no attention. <laughs> it had like an attributed byline from the Bostonian, but only 50 copies were printed. He served for two years and attained the rank of Sergeant Major for the artillery, which is the highest rank that a non-commissioned officer could achieve. And don't worry, he did go from, I think, $5 to $9 pay. So watch out, big pimpin. Damn, I wish I got a $4 raise at one time. Right. But the sad boy call was in his blood. And he sought to end his five-year enlistment early. And this is where the drama comes in. He revealed his real name and his circumstances to his commanding officer, Lieutenant Howard. And the, what? This what? Is, I read ahead and it just seems like it's a fucking Hallmark movie. I know. The lieutenant would only allow Poe to be discharged if he reconciled with his foster dad, Alan. Like, Tune in at nine to see if he does reconcile. Well, that's weird. I know, isn't it? But I guess that's like 1800s military law. They're like, you just got to say sorry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Poe did write a letter to Alan, but Alan didn't care. And he kind of ignored Poe for months. Ignored him enough to not even tell him that his mom, his foster mom, was getting sick. It wasn't... I know, I know, I know, I know. It wasn't until his foster mom's death on February 28th, 1829, where Poe was allowed to visit. He was there the day after the burial. And maybe it's just because he was feeling soft, but it was after that that Alan agreed to accept his apology and support Poe's attempt to be discharged. He was finally discharged on April 15th, 1829, after securing a replacement to finish his enlistment term for him. And he was able to attend the United States Military Academy at West Point, New York. I didn't know that someone could just take over the lease of your military enlistment. Again, I think this is 1829 rules. I do not think, I don't think the army will be like, what if I get him to cover my shift? (laughs) Right? (laughs) They're going to be like, no, we want you and them. I think the Uh times were a little different. Um, So, you know, back in 1829, you could be discharged from your service by saying sorry to your dad and getting someone to cover your shift. That is not the case. You cannot do that anymore. So before doing that, he jumped down to Baltimore to stay with his aunt, cousins, and brother. It was this same year Poe's poetry was finally given a review by the influential critic John Neal, prompting Poe to later dedicate one of his poems in his second release to Neal. 
there's like a really sweet quote that I didn't add in here that I will totally mess up and paraphrase, but it basically was like Edgar Allan Poe being like, this was the first time I felt like worth it. Mm-hmm. I was like given inspiration that it was all worth it. it was super sad and cute. But anyway, basically at this point, he went to the military academy at West Point, officially getting disowned by Alan, his uh, foster dad, because Poe was always in the middle of fights with his foster dad's new wife. And it basically became, it's either him or me. And he's, he's like a, the boy that's not even mine who I don't even like. <laughs> yeah. Easy choice. Mm-hmm. Poe bailed from the academy. Academy. Oh my God. Uh, that was me saying academy and February <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> from the academy <laughs> on February 8th, 1831. He was tried for gross neglect of duty and disobedience of orders for refusing to attend formations, classes, or church. Honestly, that's all he had to do to just, like, not get in trouble. But he did it on purpose, honestly. And he pleaded not guilty to induce dismissal, knowing that he would be found guilty. And that was pretty much that. He just played the system. (laughs) It happens. You gotta be smarter then. You gotta be smarter. Yeah. get fucked over. Poe left for New York in February of 1831 and released a third volume of poems simply titled Poems. <laughs> yeah, succinct, smart. <laughs> the book was financed. This is really cute. The book was financed with help from his fellow cadets at West Point, many of whom donated 75 cents to the cause, raising a total of $170. And had the words, quote, to the U.S. Corps of Cadets, this volume is respectfully dedicated. That is actually super sweet. Yeah, like especially when you think about how they, they super believed in him, yeah. especially when you think about how little they made, like all yeah. of them donating 75 cents each, enough of them to get $170. Like that's fucking incredible. It's yeah. super cool. Yeah, that's, that is so sweet. I know. I love it. He returned to Baltimore in March, 1831 due to his brother's ill health from alcoholism. His oh. brother would then die five months later. After his brother's death, he began actual attempts to start his career as a writer, but it was a bit of a shit show in American publishing at this time due to no international copywriting law. So American publishers would rather produce unauthorized copies of British works rather than pay for new work by Americans. The Panic of 1837 brought growth in American periodicals, or like magazines, in part by new technology like printing presses and shit, but most died after a few issues. Publishers often refused to pay their writers or pay them much later than they promised. And unfortunately, Poe was that type of guy who would resort to humiliating pleas on his hands and knees, begging for money and other assistance. That's terrible. I know it is kind of sad. It is sad. Because, I don't know. As usual, the corporate greed makes Mm -hmm. people's lives miserable for no reason oh i know it it's almost like capitalism has been around here ruining shit since forever this is fucking 1830 and they were like we're not gonna pay the like homegrown think about that think about that too you don't everyone's like the jobs are in china this Uh is 1830 and they were like we're not gonna invest in american authors we're just gonna keep fucking ripping british shit and selling it because it's cheaper for us. No like, integrity or interest in the quote-unquote American worker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like that's the culture that has persevered. And uh, 
everyone always wants to say that their heritage is being erased, but it's been persevered. It's almost like that's the heritage in which this country was built on. That is the foundation, baby. So, you know, I digress. Um, he wrote for any magazine that would take him or periodical, whatever you want to call it. He never stopped struggling, but we can all say, and historians will all agree, despite his struggle and never ends in poverty, he was one of the first Americans to live by writing alone. It's just like us. We're following in his footsteps. It's true. That's why I'm so poor and sad. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, I am poor and sad because I too have followed the delusion that writing is a career. Mm-hmm. I will say everyone could be paid more. That's all I'll say. Everyone in this country should be paid more because um, it's not fucking fair or fun that everything is so goddamn expensive just to live. I live in a shoebox for almost, a, no, after utilities over $1,000 and that's not fucking fair. Yeah, it's not. I live in Salt Lake City too. I don't even live in LA. <laughs> Give me somewhere cool to be if you're going to charge me this much. Anyway. Salt Lake City's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. So anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't. You live in Ogden. You don't have fucking opinions here. So anyway, I have. Oh, God, how dare you, Noel? It costs like $16 to do fucking Uber Eats of Starbucks to my house. It used to only be get. like five. That's what you get? No. Speaking of struggling, um, yeah. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe became an assistant editor of the peri- of a periodical in August 1835, but was fired within a few weeks for being drunk on the job. Dude, they got drinking problems in that family, and I think somebody should have sat them down and let them know about how generational issues like that can uh, really make your life harder. Yeah, you know, I just don't think anyone was having conversations no, they were. about healthy lifestyle choices if, if only generational Mr. alcoholism. <laughs> if only Mr. Allen would have hugged all the broken pieces back together. Yeah. It all would have I mean, been so different. That's the thing. It's also, like, so strange to me when, like, his history will talk about, like, all these people dying of alcoholism. And everyone was just like, what? yeah yeah. that'll happen it's just like just as it was just they accepted it just like tuberculosis they're like well yeah you know be like that though like it It makes sense you like to dance yeah like just some weird yeah so weird so anyway after this he returned to baltimore where he obtained a license to marry his 13 year old cousin virginia whoops yeah on September 22nd, 1835. It's unknown if they were actually married at this time, but we'll get back to that. He was 26. Yeah, that's gross. And she was a child, and not just a child, also gross. his cousin. Three times gross. So, put him in jail. He got his assistant editor job back, the one that he was fired from, from being drunk, <laughs> after promising good behavior. And he went back to Richmond with his child bride cousin and her mother. Oh, she was okay with it. All right. I mean, I just... She was uh, also a victim at the times, I'm sure. Yeah. He remained at this job until January 1837, publishing several poems, book reviews, critiques, and stories. And on May 16th, 1836, he and his child cousin bride, Virginia, that's her name, (laughs) held a Presbyterian wedding ceremony at their Richmond boarding house 
with their witnesses lying for them, saying that Virginia was 21. So. I'm going to say hell yeah, but only because no. hell yeah, Presbyterian wedding. But that's it. Everything else in there was awful. The Presbyterian wedding is what allowed him to marry a child. So you're off. Maybe think about that. Um, but the only positive is at this point, his writing started to take off. His novel, the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym, Pym? I don't know. I can't read of Nantucket, was published and widely reviewed in 1838. In the summer of 1839, he became assistant editor of Burton's Gentleman magazine. He published numerous articles, stories, reviews, and enhanced his reputation as a sharp critic. And in 1839, the collection Tales of the Grotesque was published in two volumes. So he made <laughs> Are little you money. Cheater? <laughs> the Tales of Grotesque and Arabesque. And arabesque. Arabesque. <laughs> you just arabesque. drop off entire titles of books because you can't. Well, I was be only bothered. talking about the first volume, not the entirety of it. Um, so the, 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 he received made little money from it and received mixed reviews. Uh, he's still in his early 20s, though. So, like, even if he made little money off of it, that still blows my mind that people could had the opportunity to be that successful. Yeah, he had published three bodies of work by 22. Insane. So, pretty cool. Around this time, Poe attempted to secure a position within the administration of President John Tyler, claiming that he was a member of the Whig Party. But... He failed to show up for a meeting with his mutual Frederick Thomas, who was going to get him the job. Poe claimed he was sick. Thomas believed he had been drunk. You know, he always has these opportunities to be even greater than he was, and he was just self-sabotage. That's disappointing. A story as old as time. Mm-hmm. Alcoholics who self-sabotage, yeah. Yeah. One evening in January 1842, Virginia showed the first signs of tuberculosis while singing and playing the piano. Poe described it as breaking a blood vessel in her throat. That's also how my singing is described. (laughs) Same. She never fully recovered, and Poe began to drink more heavily under the stress of her illness. He was on the hunt for new jobs, went to New York to start some poet beef with other writers who never really responded, which is kind of funny to me. (laughs) And on January 29th, 1845, his poem, The Raven, appeared in the Evening Mirror and became pretty popular, popular enough that it made him a household name almost instantly. The tragedy, as it so follows Edgar Allan Poe, he was only paid $9 for its publication. That's absurd. Crazy. Dude, even the original writers or creators of Superman got shafted. They stepped in and begged for money. Yep. Unfortunately, Virginia died at the cottage in Fordham, New York on January 30th, 1847 of tuberculosis. Sad. I know. How old was she? I don't know. Probably 15. (laughs) She was 13 in 1835. Do your math, Chelsea. How old was she? Uh, so. Are you kidding me? Do you I need me to do know. it? Do you need me to get my calculator out? 25. Literally. Oh my God. Okay. There you go. 1847 minus what was it? 1835. That doesn't, that math's not there. That's not math. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it said 12 on my calculator. I don't think I had that. That's right. because 12 years had passed between the wedding and oh, that. So you add yeah. 12 to our I age of 13. To do this. I forgot to do the second <laughs> half. You came for me. I was trying right. to be correct in my head. Yeah, she was 25. Um, so he became a fucking mess. He attempted to court poet Sarah Helen Whittem, who lived That's in how Rhode sad Island. He, was. he immediately yeah. tried to replace her. Just with another poet. But their engagement failed because of his drinking and erratic behavior. And when I tried to look up examples of his erratic behavior, um, the ones that were like documented were just like his chronic lying and um, argumentative, disorderly, um, nothing violent, but just like not a guy you want around, <laughs> like a loose cannon. Just a little disagreeable, but it was the 1800s, so that was obscene <laughs> behavior. I don't think I think he was more than a little disagreeable. I think he was like pushing chairs around and shit and mumbling. <laughs> and scooting like, a chair. He was. He wasn't scooting. He would be like. He would, he would like walk into a bar and be like, duh, duh, and then like hit a chair. And they were like, "There's, there's old Ed Girl and Pope being erratic comedy." Yeah, <laughs> he was just um, he was mildly inconveniencing people, and you can't do that in polite society. Again, you're simping for Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> I said his chronic lying, and you're like, free my man. <laughs> <laughs> well, free <whatever>. my man. <laughs> he then returned to Richmond in 1848 to try and win back the first child he wanted to marry, Sarah Royster. Mm-hmm. They always come back. You can't, you can't come back, Edgar, Eddie. And her husband had died leaving her and her two kids, she had four, she didn't make it past like infancy, um, to inherit $100,000. 1830s money. Can I look that up? Okay. $100,000. With the stipulation that she would lose a portion of this estate if she ever remarried. And honestly... There's, there's probably a historian out there who's like, her hus- her late husband did this because he wanted to keep her like an independent, strong woman in like, you know, the East Coast at the time. And then there's part of, there's part of me that's like, this is that petty shit. Yeah. This is that petty shit. This is that petty shit that's like, I want, I never want you to remarry after me. I want you yeah. to wake up and think about me from the moment the crows fucking no what is it chickens chickens <laughs> the chickens come home the chickens come crow. home to crow <laughs> uh petty recognizes petty and i love this energy because whenever do you ever see the tiktoks where it's like if i ever die and you tell my husband that i want him to be happy and move on like no the fuck i don't like think yeah, of me every day you. yeah i will haunt you yeah also a um, uh, hundred thousand dollars in the 1800s is the equivalency of two million three hundred sixty-five thousand one hundred seventy-four dollars and sixty cents today see ballin she was a millionaire she's fine yeah she'd be great so they did rekindle their relationship unfortunately probably from all the grooming he did to her when she was a child right um poe pressed her hard to marry him but she was hesitant and her children did not approve. Poe left Richmond, Virginia on September 27th, 1849 for a quick job in Philadelphia to edit a collection of poems for Miss St. Leon Loud. And 
that would be the last anyone spoke to or saw Poe until a rainy day in Baltimore, specifically October 3rd, 1849. Joseph W. Walker, a compositor for Baltimore Sun, was heading out to Gunner's Hall. It was election day, and Gunner's Hall served as a pop-up polling location for the Fourth Ward polls. When Walker arrived at Gunner's Hall, he found a man, delirious and dressed in shabby secondhand clothes, lying in the gutter, literally. The man was semi-conscious and unable to move, but as Walker approached the man, he realized it was none other than Edgar Allan Poe. Walker stopped and asked Poe if he had any acquaintances in Baltimore that might be able to help him. Poe gave Walker the name of Joseph E. Snodgrass, a magazine edit editor with some medical training. Immediately, Walker penned Snodgrass a letter asking for help. Do you want to read what it is? Yeah. Baltimore City, October 3rd, 1849. Dear Sir, there's a gentleman, rather the worse for wear, at Ryan's Fourth Ward Poles, who goes under the cognomen of Edgar A. Poe, and who appears in great distress, and he says he is acquainted with you. He is in immediate need of assistance. Yours, in haste, Joe's W. Walker to Dr. J.E. Snodgrass. Poe was described as being in a delirious disarray outside of the polling place. Poe had never made it to Philadelphia to, a, to his editing business. He never regained enough consciousness to explain what the fuck happened, why he was in dirty, piss-soaked clothes that were not his, incoherent on the streets. He spent his final days wavering between fits of delirium and visual hallucinization. The night before his death, according to his attending physician, Dr. John J. Morin, Poe repeatedly called out for Reynolds, a figure who to this day remains a mystery. And his attending physician said that Poe's final words were, quote, Lord help my poor soul. Edgar Allan Poe died on October 7th, 1849 at 5 a.m. in Washington Medical College. Now, this is where we get to the meat and potatoes, and we'll cover some theories as to what the fuck happened. These theories are reported in Enemy of the Podcast, the Smithsonian Magazine. <clears throat> First theory might not come as a shock to anyone. Drinking. Yeah. Quote, a lot of the ideas that have come up over the years have centered around the fact that Poe couldn't handle alcohol. It has been documented that after a glass of wine, he was staggering drunk. His sister had the same problem. It seems to be something hereditary. End quote. Months before his death, though, Poe became a vocal member of the temperance movement, giving up alcohol altogether. I tried. Uh. Biogra just girl, you hold your fucking tongue, bitch. Biographer Susan Archer Talley Weiss recalls in her biography, quote, the last days of Edgar Allan Poe. Poe had fallen ill in Richmond, and after making a somewhat miraculous recovery, was told by his attending physician that, quote, another such attack would prove fatal, end quote. According to Weiss, Poe replied that, quote, if people would not tempt him, he would not fall, suggesting that the first illness was brought on by a bout of drinking. His close friend, J.P. Kennedy, wrote on October 10, 1849, quote, 
On Tuesday last, Edgar A. Poe died in town here at the hospital from the effects of a debauch. Dot, dot, dot. He fell in with some companion here who seduced him to the bottle, which it was said he had renounced some time ago. The consequence was fever, delirium, and madness, and in a few days, a termination of his sad career in the hospital. Poor Poe, a bright but unsteady light, has been awfully quenched, end quote. Drinking could explain his death, but it doesn't explain his five-day disappearance or the clothes that he was found in on October 3rd. Snodgrass, the friend who was lettered to help him, was also a member of the temperance movement. After Poe's death, he would give lectures across the country blaming the death on binge drinking. But on April 9th, 2006, Samples of Poe's hair were tested and showed levels of lead, which is an indicator that Poe was sober when he died. So. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Also, like the five day. Yeah, the five day disappearance, especially when you're someone that well known. Yeah. And it's not like he's out in the middle of nowhere. He's in Philadelphia. Yeah. I have a theory. We'll talk about it. Okay. Second theory, beating. In 1867, one of the first theories that um, deviated from alcohol was published by biographer E. Oak Smith in her article, Autobiography Notes, Edgar Allan Poe. Quote, at the instigation of a woman who considered herself injured by him, he was cruelty beaten, blown up upon, by a ruffian who knew of no better mode of avenging supposed injuries. It is well known that a brain fever followed. Brain fever, that's a fun way of saying swelled brain. Yeah. Other accounts also mention, quote, ruffians who had beaten Poe senseless before his death. As Eugene Dider wrote in his 1872 article, The Grave of Poe, that while in Baltimore, Poe ran into some old military friends and joined them for drinks, Poe, unable to handle his liquor as mentioned above, became pretty twisted. After a glass of champagne, he left his friends wandering the streets and it is claimed in his drunken state he was robbed and beaten by ruffians and left insensible in the streets all night. I've always heard like a combo of one and two. Like he was definitely drunk Mm -hmm. and then was just found his demise in the streets by the rough lifestyles or what, what it were. Yeah, yeah. So this next theory is the one that I kind of think. Mm. Cooping. Cooping is a method of voter fraud practiced by gangs in the 19th century. An unsuspecting victim would be kidnapped, disguised, and forced to vote for a specific candidate multiple times under multiple disguised identities. Voter fraud was extremely common in Baltimore around the mid-1800s, and the polling site where Walker found Poe was a known place that Coopers brought their victims. People also used the fact that Poe was found fucked up on election day as proof of this. This is the most popular theory as of to date. Oh, interesting. It makes, I've never heard of that. It makes all the sense. Also, something that I didn't add in here is that after voting... And to encourage voting, a lot of the times, polling places would give alcohol as a treat instead of an I voted sticker. You would get oh, like a beer. So he just got like messed up that way. Well, a little mixture of both. Yeah. Because they would want you to get like fucked up enough so that they could like put you in like basically like drug you 
enough so that they could use you to vote in multiple places and you wouldn't be that coherent to give it away. And then also he was like enjoying the gifts of voting. So that would yeah. make sense as to why he was so fucked up that he was like unconscious. Yeah. And then he and just also, ended up falling down, hitting his yeah. head. And why he was uh, in different clothing, why he was gone for five days because they were taking him to the different polling locations and why it was given up, like why he was found on election day, the final day, because they, like he, they they didn't need him him. anymore. Exactly. That's wild. A fun one. The next theory is heavy metal poisoning. Remember the hair test I mentioned before? Well, the test did reveal elevated levels of mercury in Poe's system months before his death. According to the results, Poe's mercury levels were most likely elevated as a result of caloria. Caloria? Cholera? It's it's just cholera. Is it cholera? I thought this was saying it was a chemical. Uh -uh. (laughs) Um, He'd been exposed to, oh yeah, the epidemic, duh. In okay. July of 1849, while in Philadelphia, his doctor, this is what I was getting ready to say, his doctor prescribed <laughs> calomel. A it looks mercury, like calomel, yeah. Yeah, mercury chloride. Calomel. Uh, mercury poisoning would explain some of his hallucinations and delirium before his death. However, the levels of mercury found in Poe's hair, even at their highest, are still 30 times below the level consistent with mercury poisoning. We had fucking lead in his hair. That can't be good for you either. They had a lot. Uh, if you look up uh, Edgar Allan Poe, Edgar Allan Poe hair test, um, the of course I can't find the site that I was looking at. It shows you the exact breakdowns. Oh, here it is. There was mercury, lead, arsenic, nickel, uranium, and vandium found in his in his hair. Interesting. So, you know, I just don't think he was well. But they talk about, like, how sign of the times, he probably was drinking most of it. And then, like, they were literally fucking prescribing it. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, like, yeah, you just get whatever you wanted then, I guess. Yeah, so. Hmm. What is that? The last one, which I honestly, this one, it's not as popular, but to me, it's like a tie. Yeah. Because it's. Murder. Yeah, you couldn't have cooping and murder. Like, if you die because someone cooped you to death, that counts as murder, right? Yeah, but this is a different type of murder. This oh. is a murder that was alluded to when we learned about him going back to his uh, child sweetheart and her oh. fortune. Okay. In the book Midnight Drury, The Mysterious Death of Edgar Allan Poe, author John Walsh presents the theory that Poe was murdered by the brothers of his wealthy fiance. Remember the one hundred thousand dollars <sighs> yeah. she could lose if he got married again. Brothers weren't having it. He used evidence from newspapers, letters, and memoirs to argue that Poe actually made it to Philadelphia, where he was ambushed by her three brothers, who warned Poe against marrying their sister. That's when Poe disguised himself in the new clothes that he got secondhand. Hence, why he was in a weird little outfit. Uh-huh. and hid in Philadelphia for nearly a week, those five days he was missing, okay. before heading back to Richmond to marry her anyway. But he claims her brothers intercepted Poe in Baltimore, where they knew he would be, beat him, and forced him to drink whiskey, which they knew would send him into a deathly sickness. Wow. Okay. That gets a little weird. 
Why? Uh, just like putting on the clothes to hide in another city or to hide in the yeah, city. And then they I guess. Lose. But I do but like. But they, they would know that he had an issue yeah. with alcohol that if after one drink he would be fucked up. I would rather be like they beat him, robbed him. He had to like get new clothes and was super humiliated and then decided to self-medicate with whiskey. And as a result of them beating him. He died from drinking. Yeah, I could get behind that one too. Dude, I can't believe you didn't bring up the Poe toaster. What's the Poe toaster? There was um, for seventy-five years. Every year on Poe's birthday, somebody would put a red rose on his grave, and nobody knows who it was. Well, they so, clearly died, and that's why it stopped happening. Yeah, yeah, but it started in the nineteen thirties, and then every year until two thousand nine. But somebody, w- but the thing is, is they would like wear a cloak, right? And they would have like a scarf wrapped around their head. They had a silver cane. Um, and then they would, yeah, they would pour a glass of uh, cognac on the grave and then put roses on the grave. And nobody ever fucking found out who it was. I can't Just, believe no one continued the tradition. Yeah, I, w- I would love to if I was actually there. But yeah. There have been like imitators, but nobody's ever like carried on like the full obviously like the 75 years of dedication of the person who would go there since the 1930s and nobody knows who it was yeah that's crazy hmm Hmm. i wonder what the theories are on who it is i know but yeah so that is um edgar Allan poe a little bit obviously there's a lot more into his life he was a very interesting man but I'm not really interested in that too much. I just want to know what happened. I I didn't realize that he died in such like a nefarious way. And there are honestly so many other conspiracies that people have. Like there are even people who think like it was carbon monoxide poisoning. There are so many, but these were just my favorites that made the most sense to me. Yeah, I do. If I had to subscribe to one, I do agree cooping, even mm-hmm. though it's like the least fun. Well, I mean... Yeah. It's just not as sexy as murder, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, but it is kind of, I like it you is said, it is kind of murder. murder yeah. But it, I just, like, imagine, this is what I imagine. I imagine that, like, it was some, you know, like, Baltimore gang or whatever. And, of course, like, he was popular. Like, he was a, mm-hmm. Poe was, like, a popular guy, recognizable. Yeah. But, like, of course, I assume that it's, like, some young hooligans, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. working for the mob who like did this like voter fraud hit and they just grabbed this guy not realizing it was Edgar Allan Poe. And then when like their boss found out it was, they were like, this cannot fucking get out. You guys need to fucking figure it out. Like no one can fucking know that we're connected to this. Um, So that it kind of makes it a little bit sexier in that way of like for me, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was a whole conspiracy. It was layers of conspiracy. It was conspiracy in practicing voter fraud with gangs. And then there was a secondary conspiracy of like you motherfuckers out of all the people you could have picked, you picked Edgar, Eller, Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe, like get, I could just imagine. And I would also suspect that like, that's why there wasn't more about it. And like m- no one else coming forward about the cooping thing, because I bet those guys who chose him were also fucking disappeared in the night, you know? Yeah, probably like they, it's like, oh, like young, it's like you said, like young idiot. Who yeah. Did it. Yeah. Just like, you know, 
probably some fucking orphans who dropped out of school and were just doing these like side jobs and when they disappeared no one asked so i bet they were fucking you know so nothing would get out dude i cannot believe he was only 24 when he died because he looks so old he looks like he's like 47 yeah. Life was a little tough on him. And uh, I also think that, like, the whatever the hereditary disease that – not disease – issue that he and his sister had where, like, if they had one drink, they would be blackout. Like, yeah. that clearly has got to do something to your body as well. And the fact yeah. that he, like, he knew that he had that about himself and he never stopped drinking anyway, like, that's going to wreak havoc on you. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think that also attributes to why he looks the way he does. Peace and love to him. Hate to see it. Yeah, you hate to see it, you hate to say it. But there you go. There's Edgar Allan Poe. I love that. I'm like, glad that you gift. learned something. Yeah, I was yeah. your um, Encyclopedia Britannica today. And you know what? I didn't realize I had missed it, but I did miss Encyclopedia Britannica. So Yeah, bring it back. You know what I mean? Yeah, bring it back. I, think you just, I think it was just a website for a while. But before a website, it was a fucking scene. Bring it back to the old days. Yeah. I know there's nowhere for you to put a CD-ROM in on your laptop, but... <laughs> no, there isn't. I bet there's an AI bot out there fucking mimicking one. Also, fuck all that shit, dude. I'm gonna be a hater for a second. I'm so sick of the fucking AI shit. I am so sick of it. And peace and fucking love. You know what I'm saying? Peace and love. You know that I love you. Everyone who did it, you know that I do. But... Y'all fucking clowns paid $5 to get AI, shitty AI renditions of yourself where you have 10 fingers on one hand done, (laughs) but Uh, you won't even pay $1 to get our Patreon. That's crazy to me. And you can get that link in the link tree in all of our bios at Goat Hell Podcast. I'm at Noel Fane. That is at Sith Lard. And in that, you can find a link to our Patreon. I'll get you in. A link to our Discord good time in there we're doing secret santa um the link to sign up is in there i think it ends on the 15th to sign up i think don't I quote think me so, on it yeah check it out it's always a good time everyone gives the best gifts it's so fun i love it um you can also find a link to kelly holloran or at wildwood owls etsy where she makes our stickers and her own cool shit too so check that out um we have links to pro-choice resources we have links to our Facebook group. I don't know why anyone's on Facebook anymore. And um, I don't know why you would need it because you're listening to us now, but also links to listen to us. And um, again, don't support AI bots. Support your local artists. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to close out with Hail Encyclopedia Britannica. I'm going to say Hail of course, of course, I'm going to say hail Satan, but I'm also going to say hail supporting local artists and not AI. You know what another yeah. thing I learned is? Hmm. Not only is AI fucking with uh, the art industry, AI is also fucking with, like, everything. Translators. Really? Translators, yeah. Translators are now, like, human translators are now losing their jobs or getting underpaid for the example I saw was, like, They'll just use a translation app, which is AI, mm-hmm. and then 
they'll take the already translated in heavy quotes whatever they needed to yeah. the human translator and say just go through and edit this if you need to and then the translator will be like this is all gibberish and mm -hmm. then essentially you have to start over from scratch anyway but they're getting paid half the price so yeah i'm going to fist fight the ai <clears throat> i wish you the best you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to like fight fire with fire though because the only way you can defeat them is by piercing them with their own like talons right so you'll have to like make ai boxing gloves yeah i just just become sentient already and kill me don't take my job first just kill me <laughs> Yeah, same. <laughs> Fucking same, dude. Just don't take, don't take my job first. Just kill me. Just yeah. kill me. Just kill me. Oh, fucking. Okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye. Bye.